the college experience, college basketball weekend preview on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Yes. College basketball, NBA, NHL, FCS football. They got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com promo code SGP 30. That's BetQL.com promo code SGP 30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by better than Vegas. Better than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better providing insight analysis and free betting picks better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page. So you don't miss a pick sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vig. That's right. No vig betting. That's legal in 40 different States. Sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Yes, yes, woo! Welcome, welcome to the college experience, college basketball weekend preview. Another week closer to March Madness. We get my name is Colby Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick, and I'm joined by well. He's the guy that always gets that weekend pass. You know, we, he always previews these weekend games. All right. Give it up for the the DFS God himself, the rooftop IPA drinking homebrew, making tobacco road, a living the free lock given former, former Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. What's up, man. How we doing this fine evening? Well, two Oh, and one on my locks. Uh, would have loved to win that lock battle between Patty C, but we pushed. Oh, only fitting, only fitting that it ends in a push when you're on opposite sides of a lock. Minnesota's been money at home this year. That was my logic. Was that hey at home, the Gophers normally take care of business at home. Uh, but then I hit on Merrimack, hit on Texas State, which you were on as well. So we're looking, we're looking good today. I saw you were telling me on some picks there, you know, since I had my picks in first. <laughs> no, no, no. I had Mary Mac selected from the night before. I was all over Mary Mac. Now I will say I think I did tail on Texas State. I think I saw you had Texas State, but I was uh, I was of the same opinion. I think when I even wrote the line last night I go, I think I might go Texas State. But I needed to do some homework on Arlington because they've been a team that's uh hard to hard to get a foot on in the uh hard to get a read on in the uh in the Sun Belt. So here we are. We are now what? I think just about th- three or four weekends away from March Madness, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, if you look at most of uh, the Power Five conferences, teams have, you know, anywhere from like five to seven, maybe eight games left. So uh, it is crazy. It's the seasons that the uh, regular season is kind of winding down here. So, man, it's picking up steam. 
football's done. Well, at least NFL football's done. You know, FCS is coming up. Um, but uh, now we could really, you know, focus everything on college basketball for the stretch run here. That's right. FCS football kicking off Saturday. We got you covered on the college experience. It's going to be a great football season. And FCS was smart. They still paid respect to March Madness. They got them FCS playoff, 16 t- team playoff, a real playoff kicking off or yeah, kicking off in, in April. So after March madness, uh, by the way, the CIT is canceled for uh, the, 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 I just see on the bottom line as I'm, as I'm uh, recording this, the CIT is canceled. That's a tournament like the NIT. Uh, they're not doing it this year because of COVID related stuff, which I guess kind of makes sense. And uh, no, not really though. I feel like, come on, play some fucking basketball. You're going to let this thing take you out for five years. Um, yeah, but those, those uh, tournaments aren't really money makers, you know, especially if you can't have people in the stands, you know, you don't get a capture that ticket revenue. So, I mean, you know, there, there's no TV money there. So I think that's really the the driving factor there. Now Houston cancels their next two games which pretty much I think gives them the conference. Uh, yeah. Are you talking black helicopters again? Like you were I with mean, Michigan? Why not dude? They cancel Memphis and East Carolina. East Carolina happened to be the team just beat them 10 days ago. Uh, Scared I, of your pirates, huh? I just find it uh, too ironic. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, or maybe a couple guys came down with COVID. <laughs> I mean, maybe they had some fucking bad, bad chili. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, we're a weekend closer. We got a full fucking lineup of games. I don't know about you, man, but each weekday, I mean, look, I, I, I know me and you live in this world of, we're always trying to consume college basketball and college football, but as especially in college basketball, as the, the, as the weeks get closer to uh conference tournaments and March madness, you know, and you start to really see the picture in college basketball, they get, I mean, I, Someone was like, what are you doing this week? And you want to hang out? I'm like, well, sort of, I'm trying to watch all these games, <laughs> you know, yeah, and- uh, honey, Valentine's day. I mean, come on. Who really celebrates Valentine's day instead? Can we watch uh, that Michigan game? Yeah. Who was uh? didn't Michigan state used to have a dude named Valentine. That was a baller. Yeah. Denzel Valentine. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the, the, there used to be the Cavs had a guy Valentine in the eighties. Yeah. Ooh, that's going back. Ooh, I'm trying to draw, uh, draw a blank on his Kevin? first name. Kevin. No. Daryl. Yeah. I think maybe Daryl Valentine. Darryl? That, could, that could be a pitcher in the eighties too. Anyway, uh, look, if she knows you and knows your heart, then you, then she knows that you're good and you're, you're, you're at work. You're, you're making money off the college experience. All right. So that's right. I'm in the lab. There you go. Friday Watching ball games. Let's break this thing down, man. Let's get into this thing. Friday, uh, what do you? Uh, Friday slate and traditionally the weaker of the the three days, but I mean we still got gems here. Let's just kick it off from the top. First off, Rick Pitino's Iona squad. I I know Manhattan's just five and eight and ninth in the Metro Atlantic Athletic, but Iona's just five and three. They haven't played in when, when's the last time Iona played a game. Let's go. Back. Yeah, I was. I was just about to say. I feel like I haven't. Uh, you know. <laughs> all right. So it's before Christmas. They haven't. <laughs> they, they beat Coppin State on uh, the twenty third of December. <laughs> they, they actually won their last three. So they come in with the three game winning streak. They're red hot right now, <laughs> and uh, they take on Manhattan. Uh, it's great to see the Gales back playing basketball. I give them credit because I mean, if it had been a month and a half, it's almost like. You know, what's the point? So I give them credit for coming back. What do you mean? What's the point they, is if you get the automatic bid, 
I mean, I, I mean, we saw Howard just wave the white flag and and look, I get it. They've been decimated by injuries and COVID and stuff. And the, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, as long as you get in the conference tournament, play a couple games, even if you're winless, but especially Patina, who is like kind of arguing for the season to be pushed back or whatever. I'm kind of surprised they didn't just fold up shop, but uh, yeah, more power to him. Well, maybe, back, maybe he wanted to, and, and the athletic director's like, "Hey, dude, we get in the NCAA tournament, we get a fat check." You know <laughs> <Right>. what I mean? <laughs> um, and, and and you know, knowing Patino, he might have a lawsuit or, or two. He's still he's still paying out <laughs> yeah. on, so he might need that cash. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. We got. I, I'm just gonna highlight some of the better games that I think. If you're a first time listener to this, this is kind of what we do here. And if you know the Big South. You know, today there's a dandy going on, but a lot of these mid majors, they're doing these two games, 48 hours or two games in 72 hours. And Winthrop is 16 and one at Radford. Radford uh, struggled out the gates, but coming off of a, uh, coming off of a, what, 36 point win against South Carolina upstate. And they've been kind of hot lately. I think Radford in general, uh, what I think they, well, they, they lost tonight to Winthrop by 16. Winthrop clearly the class of this conference. If you one would only think what would happen if Carlick Jones was still at Radford, but um, uh, lost by 16 tonight, but you, they see him again tomorrow. So maybe they can, you know, dot the I's in the lowercase J's and correct themselves. And uh, look prior to that though, they had won. I think, I think they had won nine of 10. So here we, here they are. You think Winthrop just rolls again? Well, I mean, you know, prior to last Friday, Winthrop had won 16 in a row because they were 16 and 0. Last Thursday and Friday, they had a doubleheader with UNC Asheville. Uh, for some reason, Asheville was giving them fits. Uh, Winthrop only won by four in the first game and then dropped the second game uh, 57 to 55, which is surprising because Winthrop is a high scoring team. I mean, 55 points for UNC Asheville to hold them to 55 is pretty crazy. That's by far the lowest point total. I mean, the lowest, the second lowest was 70 points. Jeez. And geez. It, you know, and so uh, 15 points less UNC Asheville just locked them down. Um, I think, I mean, Winthrop is the class of the big South, but I wouldn't be surprised if the second game is closer than expected. So if by chance you're seeing a double digit spread, I might uh, lean on Radford at home there to cover. I agree. Um, and another thing, it, you know, it's so topical. We mentioned this yesterday with Patty C on the pod. Valpo announces that they will no longer go by the Crusaders today. Dude, what are the odds? L- I mean, less than twenty-four hours. And he, w- uh, P- Patty C, was talking about Holy Cross, but you also mentioned Valpo, that yeah. Valpo is the Crusaders as well. And they dropped their name. I don't think Patty C had any, you know, secret information there. I think it's a random coincidence, but pretty crazy well, for timing. We're known to move lines. Maybe we're lo- known to uh, move names too, or change names. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the AD or the the um, uh, what's the leader of a university? The uh, school president, president yeah. was listening to the gambling podcast and was like, you know what, that Patty C might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think you're onto something here. We got to double check with that, but uh, yeah, uh, I agree. I think Radford would be the play as long as it's double digits, but um, uh, another one, uh, this, we talk, I mean, this used to be a, a big time matchup for Radford uh, in the big South. It was Liberty, but Liberty left. They went to a better conference. They got that invite to the Atlantic sun 
Liberty in second place in the Atlantic sun. Somehow, you know, I know that we, we, we talked about them in our preseason episode that, uh, that, you know, they had lost, I think their whole starting five and Bellarmine is currently in first, but they have the same amount of losses, but uh, Liberty squaring off against North Florida. Who's in third. So, uh, North Alabama, right? No, North Florida. Well, and on ESPN, North Alabama's in third, but on, on, uh, Yahoo, uh, North Florida is in third, but it's either third or four. I mean, look at that. They have the, they're both two games back. So okay, the, okay, North Florida's right. got the better winning percentage than, than North Alabama. So isn't that crazy in conference? I mean, in conference, not, not overall. Um, so that's a big game for Liberty. Uh, but, uh, but I, I I'm going to take the flames to roll here. Yeah, same here. And and re- things really get interesting next weekend because next weekend is when the A Sun wraps up their regular season and it's back to back games: Liberty versus Bellarmine. That I, I'm probably butchering that. Is that? Bel- uh, I thought it was Bellarmine. It might be Bellarmine. Bellarmine. I think you're right. Yeah. Bellarmine. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a dumb way to pronounce that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Liberty takes care of business against North Florida. North Florida's had some good teams in recent years. Um, this year, I think they're they're pretty average. So I'd be surprised if they give Liberty any problems. But really, uh, next weekend is going to decide this conference. Yeah, doesn't Bellarmine sound like something like you, you yell like a, a for, like an expression like bullshit? It's like you're saying a bullshit story about me, and I'm like Bellarmine. You know what I mean? That's a bunch of Bellarmine. I don't know. <laughs> so I think they were D two champs um, either a year or two years ago. And kind of like what we were saying last night, you know, so they've moved into, uh, th- this is their first year, I believe in division one, right? No, I think, I think they second? did. Yeah. I think second, second, it, I, I it thought might it was first, be, but I'm not positive. Well, I get them and um, Mary Mac confused. One played one season before. I think that was Mary Mac. Okay. I think don't hold me to it, but it just goes to show you what I was saying last night that a lot of times the very best of like a D two, when they move up to D one, they're already, you know, especially they move into a, a conference like the A sun. They're already one of the better teams. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Um, here's a big one on Friday night for, for, for the small schools out there, the, the fans of the big West, which I am a fan of a bit, the big West. I've been to a, a game in the big West and I plan to go on more once we get once we get this fucking virus out of the way here, but uh, UC Irvine at UC Riverside, UC Riverside currently in fourth place, but there's a three-way tie in first place. And they're one game back from that. So they're very much alive. The Highlanders hosting the anteaters of UC Irvine. Uh, uh, by the way, this conference got some great names here between the anteaters, the gauchos, the, the, uh, the road runners, the Highlanders, the, the long beach state dirt bags. They, they got rid of that name. Isn't that crazy? They got rid of it. Come on, man. (laughs) The hell's wrong with the world. Right. Uh, But Hey man, UCR is legit. They, they really kind of come out of nowhere this year. This is the same uh, UCR that took USC to overtime before losing. And then early in the season, they knocked off Washington, which I mean, Washington is not very good. But still, still uh, so yeah, UCR has yeah. really came out of nowhere. Uh, and cu- I'm currently seeing UC Irvine as a one or one and a half point favorite. So I think the play is to take Riverside at home. I like it. I think uh, once again, it's back to back games Friday and Saturday. I wouldn't su- be surprised to see a split. Uh, but yeah, you know, if I'm getting points with uh, a home dog with UCR, then I'm all over the Highlanders, dude. I mean, you look at this conference. I mean, first off, everyone except for Cal Poly is, is alive and well to, to, to be in this thing. I know there's only five or six games left, but even if you're a Cal state Fullerton fan, you're three games out. 
I mean, I, I don't think, I do think the top four are a big difference than the rest. Um, however, uh, I like UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. They've, uh, they've done me well betting the last couple of years. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually take home the big West crown. That's I think we, I think I, I liked them in preseason too. I thought Irvine lost a lot. So I thought they'd take a step back, but I actually, I've watched Riverside a couple times and, and I think you can make the argument that they're the most talented team from, from an athletic standpoint. Now I've only seen UC, UC Santa Barbara, I think twice this year, but uh, I like their guard play. But as far as like athletically, you see Riverside, I could see as a nightmare matchup, uh, especially if they got in the NCAA tournament. We think in 15 seed for this conference. I believe, let me see what Lenardi currently has, but I believe that's what they had them projected at. Uh, so me, right now they probably have UCI in there. Yeah. I think right now UCI has the tiebreaker. So they're 14, be first. 14 yeah. seed. Um, they're a dangerous 14 seed. Yeah. You know, you know, whoever comes out of this conference is a dangerous 14 seed right now. They got UCI up against Texas tech. You know, I think Texas tech would win that game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of close. Well, especially if you look at uh, the other three seeds, like if they draw Missouri, yeah, you're yeah. telling me Texas with how much they're struggling to score the ball. Yeah. You're telling and me, and dare I say UVA, I mean, with their, you know, past the uh, <laughs> history of bowing out early, even, even last dude, even the year they won the national championship, people don't remember this. Gardner Webb was, was a 16 seed that was beating right. them at halftime. Right. And I right. think by and like five all points, the miracle yeah. plays against Auburn against Purdue. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and then the, against know, Texas tech in the national championship. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, to force overtime. But uh, yeah, it's a big one in the big West on, uh, on, on Friday, tomorrow. Uh, one in the Mac that I think is still noteworthy here because the Mac, I think at what well, Akron, you saw Toledo lost recently. So Akron right on the tail of Toledo, uh, as far as I think the top two teams in that conference, but they're taking on Miami, Ohio, which has been kind of, you know, I, I always have tough, a tough time with, with handicapping the Mac and basketball football. I'm your guy basketball. I feel like it's one of the harder conferences to, uh, to day in day out handicap. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm all over the zips here. Like, you know, I think we've, we've mentioned in previous weeks that the, the Mac has a top tier of schools, which Akron is included along with Toledo and Buffalo, uh, Kent State. Yeah, arguably yeah. Kent state was in there, but they, with that injury. Um, and uh, I mean, Miami is a solid team, but if you look at their last uh, Ohio could also be in that, in, you know, that top tier also. But if you look at the last four losses for, by Miami, Ohio, it's at Buffalo at Kent state versus Toledo versus Ohio. So they've done a good job of beating up on the, on the mid tier Mac teams and the bottom tier. I don't see a win over a good team on their whole season. I mean, their best win here is probably bowling green, but Bowling Green is in a freaking tailspin Dude, there. They were so, good last year too. Uh, I don't know. What, I'm, I'm all, all over the zips. I, I'm with you too. And I, what if I told you that line is four and a half? I'm gonna lock up. I Akron. saw that. Yeah. Lock it up. I, I agree. I'm gonna lock that that one up. So get it in. When we release this, get over there. Get it done. Uh, one that doesn't really matter for. Well, I guess maybe a little bit of seating on the line here. Tulane at UCF. I think that's a decent game. Ron Hunter squad coming off a big win. Uh, and UCF losing by one yet again to uh to Wichita, but the game before that UCF beat Tulsa at Tulsa. So 
Uh, you got to lean yeah, on I th- this. I think I, I think Johnny Dawkins' team is is starting to play some ball there. I mean, they beat uh, Florida know. State this year, man. They they can't be that bad, <laughs> right? They have some talent, so yeah. When like January was a rough month for UCF, but it seems like they're playing a little bit better. I thought I saw that line. I don't have it in front of me though. Was UCF that, um, minus five and a half. Seems like too many points to me. I think I take Tulane as well. I think that's going to be I a like, close game. I like Tulane there also. Ron Hunter will be in year three next year. I almost feel like you got to throw this year out because of COVID. Uh, you think you think the program's going in the right direction? I think it, I think they've been a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely a lot better than they were under um, Dunleavy. Uh, yeah. Dunleavy. I mean, the, under Dunleavy, they were the bottom of the conference. So uh, you can't expect, you know, an overnight, you know, switch there. So yeah, I think uh, he has them trending in the right direction. I agree. Uh, Then you got, this is an awesome game. This is one that I might watch every single play of this one. St. Bonaventure at VCU VCU minus three. Now this was a crazy game. The first game. Yeah, it was Uh, VCU was up 14. I think at half. Let, Let me pull it up just to be factual. When well, they, I can tell you why you pull it up. I can tell you with 10 minutes to go in the game, it was tied up. Now St. Bonaventure ended up winning by 16. Yeah. But get this, the Bonnie's closed out in the, in, in those 10 minutes on a 19 to three run. So VCU scored three points in the last 10 minutes of the game. They only scored 14 second half points. They were up by 15 at halftime. And then they lost by 16. That's a 29. That's a 31 point swing that three points in 10 minutes of basketball, (laughs) dude, (laughs) that's insane. That's almost, that's like hard to do. That's impossible to do almost. Well, how about a 31 point swing? I don't know that that's, I mean, that's gotta be the the biggest swing for the college basketball game this season. Uh, I think VCU remembers that. And I also think with VCU, this is a huge game. This is a gigantic game. I can't emphasize this enough because uh, the a 10, everyone is, is, is uh, fighting. And, and right now VCU a half game back from St. Bonaventure. I think VCU remembers this. I think I'm going to call for the Rams to get it done in Richmond. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. You know, since that embarrassing second half and that yeah. loss to St. Bonnie's uh, VCU has reeled off four in a row. Um, which includes two wins versus Dayton and a win versus Rhode Island. I think this is a revenge spot. I'm glad the spread isn't, you know, more than three. Cause then I would get a little bit, you know, uh, weary of that, but yeah, at three um, I'm all over VCU. Yeah. Another one, we mentioned Bellarmine, Bellarmine, North Alabama, who depending on what site you use. So Bellarmine's the top, the top of the, the Atlantic sun, but North Alabama, a three seed on ESPN, uh, a four seed on Yahoo depend, you know, all these games, there's uneven games. So it's, uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, as a, as someone that's lived on this earth, the past year, COVID has really changed a lot of shit. So uh, take it for what it is, but that's a big game because Bilar- uh, North Alabama is actually 10 and six. And if they're third in the conference, they're still very much alive to uh, make a run at this thing. You know what? What website are you looking at? Because I'm on ESPN. I have Liberty playing North Alabama and Bellarmine playing North Florida. I'm on. Well, uh, really? That's why I was a little confused when you said Liberty was playing North Florida. I don't know if it matters. I mean, Liberty and Bellarmine are better than North Alabama or North Florida, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it matters who they're playing. I'm not saying ESPN is right. I mean, they could be. Uh, who knows? You know, especially with games changing and. It, 
with everything being a fluid situation. I, I think ESPN's um, in the wrong, buddy, because I am on. I yeah. just went to Liberty's uh, home site. Yeah. Uh, Liberty's, you Liberty's know what will tell you if you go to a book because they're not going to mess up because they got money at stake. ESPN doesn't have money at stake. Uh, uh, well, Liberty's website says they're playing North Florida. You would you would think that's accurate, right? More yeah. more accurate than ESPN that doesn't care about a game, you know, in the in the A Sun. I mean, what, what? Yeah, it's North Florida. They get North Florida back to back days. Now the following week they get North Alabama. All right. Well, Hey man, if you know anybody at ESPN, write them a, a strongly worded letter. Yeah. Tell them how, how, how shitty they become as a network. Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by well, BetQL. Yes. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting the uh, well, everything, college basketball, FCS, football, NBA, NHL, whatever, whatever. Then you, you need to check out BetQL. I'm telling you, it's a all you want the inside edge for the, who the pros are backing. You gotta check out Becky. Well, they got uh, tons of sportsbook offers for your home state. Head to the app store or Google play store to download BetQL, and uh, yeah, head to betql.com. Enter the promo code SGP 30 for 30% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 30 at betql.com. All right. We're in the thick of this now. Uh, we got We got another, uh, exciting game. I mean, uh, do you find temple Cincinnati? I feel like the AAC sh- we should mention that it's probably going to be a good game despite both teams really, really don't really have a shot. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, just historically temple Cincinnati. Oh, okay. You know, this could be a good basketball game. You know, we could have some players could be physical. Uh, yeah. Th- yeah. These teams aren't what they were, you know, 10 years ago or so. Uh, but after Cincinnati's long hiatus, I think they came back and they're, they're playing better ball. Um, they beat temple on the road. Uh, what about a week ago? I think um, so. This is a, a rematch game here. Uh, I think I saw the spread. And I think it was a little bit too high. I think it was yeah. about five and a half, six points. I'm seeing six and a half right now. Give me the owls. Uh, I'm going temple there. Yeah. You know, very similar to that UCF game. We mentioned Cincinnati isn't going to beat anybody by a lot. Neither is UCF. So um, yeah, give me the points on both those. There we go, man. We got a barn burner also in, uh, in, in the conference USA, UAB travels to La Tech where La Tech, you know, this is La Tech was winning this conference last year uh, when COVID hit and they, they got a tough break, but they're 15 and six. They somehow just lost uh, a game, a two point game to North Texas, which knocked them back to fifth. Uh, they were, I think in third now they're playing 16 and two UAB. So a chance to really make up some ground here. If they can grab a win, La Tech's a one and a half point favorite to show you how close that conference is. I mean, here you are. UAB has only lost twice and they're hitting the road and La Tech's the favorite. Give me UAB. I, yeah. I don't know how good UAB is. Uh, I know they have a solid defense and I know they have a very nice record at 16 and two, uh, but their two losses, they lost to Charlotte and to Chattanooga. But what's their best win? Uh, I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte again. I mean, well, <laughs> they the, split with Charlotte. They have a win up against East Tennessee State. But solid. The, the bracketology really does you uh, like they have UAB in and Western Kentucky out, and I'm like, dude, if they played, I'd take Western Kentucky by ten points. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like what? Yeah, you know, they say st- strength of schedule matters. They say quad one wins matter. 
I don't know for sure, but I don't think UAB has any quad one wins. I don't think they've played any quad one games. Yeah. I mean, looking at their schedule, it's pretty pathetic. That's what I'm um, saying. I, I know. I know our boy. Welcome to UAB. I'm sorry, man. You know, you guys might be <laughs> legit. I just don't know yet. Cause you're, you haven't really been tested by anybody decent. Meanwhile, Western Kentucky's beat Alabama at Alabama. I mean, is there, a, there's not many better wins you can get in the, in the nation. So now I will say UAB schedule conference schedule was backloaded because they had two games at La Tech, two games versus Old Dominion, and uh, to finish off two games at North Texas. That's kind of the the upper echelon of the conference. So uh, we'll we'll kind of see what they're all about. Give me the Blazers to get it done as a as a dog on the road. I, I don't feel good about that game though. No, I, it's definitely not lock material. Um, what has La Tech done recently? Let me pull that. They just up lost here. to North Texas by two. But, yeah, but uh, I mean, it's a, they've been a quality program since Carl Malone. No, I'm yeah, joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've been a quality, a quality program the last three or four years. Um, you don't like seeing the losses to UTEP, you know. Um, but UTEP, know, UTEP's still a team that like went on the road. I feel like they beat Arizona. Like there was a, a time where I thought UTEP was really turning a corner, but I don't know what happened there. Yeah, I, I think I might be with you. I think I might go UAB once again. Back to back games. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a split. Yeah, agreed. All right, how about this one? And you and your your neck of the woods uh, in the ACC, Georgia Tech at Clemson. Clemson minus four and a half. I am gonna take the Yellow Jackets and the points here. <laughs> you? It seems like a lot of these Friday games are similar, where you know if if Clemson wins, they're probably not going to win by a lot. Uh, so I think four and a half is too many points. Um, these two teams have played already. Uh, Georgia tech beat Clemson uh, 83 to 65 in Atlanta. Yeah. So there, you know, I guess there could be a revenge angle here, um, but both these schools are up and down. Uh, Clemson really hit a rough patch in January that, you know, part of that loss to, to, to jaw tech there. Uh, but since then they have won three straight. No, no, I'm sorry. They won three out of four now. You know, they got a, a top 10 or no rank number 11 in adjusted defense on Ken Palm. And uh, they're currently, I think an eighth seed in bracketology. So I guess Clemson's a better team, but uh, I, I think it's too many points. Cause it's, I mean, Georgia tech, they're so up and down. You know, they have nice wins over Notre Dame, FSU Clemson, but then they have losses, you know, two of them to UVA to Louisville, to Duke. Yeah. Who knows what Georgia Tech you're going to get from game to game? Yeah, they've been a tough team to get a read on. Definitely, uh, I, I would lean on taking the points. So I agree. I'm on. I'm on the Yellow Jackets there. Quick fire, rapid fire on this one because I don't want to break down here. Rice at Western Kentucky. Uh, Western Kentucky, eleven point favorites. I think. I think Rice has kind of been up and down, but they've been better than I, you know, had projected them to be. Uh, any chance they come into a uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, grab a win against the Hilltoppers? No. Right. But do they cover the 10? Yeah. 11, you know, 11, I'm sorry. If it was less than 10, I'd be all over Kentucky. Um, it, uh, this line makes you think at least. Yeah. I guess I'm going to go Western Kentucky, but you're right. You know, rice has been decent. They have been, you know, a little feisty. Um, I would probably lean Hilltoppers, but I'd have to look into that a little bit more. I don't like that line. Yeah. Uh, Detroit fourth in the conference, fourth in the horizon at Cleveland state, Cleveland state. Just, oh, your boys, dude, my Vikings only lay in three. <laughs> Give me lock up my Vikings at home. I know they get close wins. Sometimes they cover in overtime, 
But my Vikings. They're getting no love from Vegas. They're getting no love whatsoever. Therefore, I wonder what. Let me let me pull up their ATS record on the year because it seems like <laughs> they've been yeah, in my you know darling. What? Actually, if they have a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteenth best ATS record in the country. Cleveland State, thirteen, five, and one. Dude, how about? They have won fourteen of their last sixteen games, and the their losses were to okay. They got blown out by Wright State in a game in a back to back where they won the night before. But their only other loss is a one point loss to Milwaukee. This team has almost won fifteen out of sixteen essentially. You're not scared. Detroit's won five in a row. Ah, give me my give me my Vikings, baby. All right. <laughs> hey, ride them till the wheels fall off. That's a lock, buddy. I'm giving you a lock. Just trust my Vikings. I'm, I might tell you on that. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, and then the Big Ten game, the Illini at Nebraska. They're laying fourteen. Uh, I'm on the Illini there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, whatever the points are, I'm I'm not backing Nebraska. Yeah, uh, that that's one that should probably wave the white flag. Um, I want to tell you guys, the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yeah, Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag GDNs only care about, which is sports betting. Yes, and the best part is you'll be able to find free video picks from the SGPN crew, just like NC Nick. I believe he's got he's got one on the way, or or he's already submitted it. I don't know, but make sure. Oh, it's posted. Yeah, it's posted. He's got a play on the FCS Week Zero kickoff game Saturday. McNeese at Tarleton State. You get, that's I'm excited to watch that one. 4 p.m. on the West, 7 p.m. on the East. Make sure to subscribe to to, to the SGPN page, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV, so you don't miss any of our videos. If you're subscribed, you'll get a notification every time a new SGPN video is posted. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV to subscribe to our Better Than Vegas page. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. All right, let's get to it. Saturday is going to be fucking great. All right. Saturday, a little FCS football too, man. It's, it's it's almost too much. I don't know what to watch now. I know I need like seven TVs. I got to do what Kramer. I mean, I can do the, like the four screens, but Kramer's got that. Yeah, just a, he had someone like come in and build him this console that just has like, it, it's like being at a sports bar. That's pretty awesome. Um, Saturday good, morning. Good timing too. Right before COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Beautiful. True. Beautiful timing. Uh, Indiana at Ohio state. I mean, this 9am slate is fire. This is this 9am slate it, uh, nine and 10 AM for me on the West for you over there on the East noon. I mean, I don't know that you can, this is just a, a great slate of games here. Uh, Indiana at Ohio state, Ohio state fighting for a one seed. Indiana somehow managed to, to gr- grit it out a double, uh, a double overtime win against Northwestern where they blew my cover because they couldn't fucking defend. But, and uh, the game before that, they hit a game winner to beat Iowa. So it's been a razor thin, you know, margin of victory here for Indiana lately. But <laughs> hey, win, keep on winning, keep on building that resume because I think they're right, they're on the bubble right now, probably on the right side of the bubble, at least to at least you know as far as uh, Lunardi thinks. But um, they need to keep on winning. Well, and I, I this could, this would be a nice feather in the cap right here for sure. But I mean, if they had lost that Northwestern game, I think they would have been on the wrong side of that bubble. But yeah. Uh, Got it done somehow, and now this is a huge game, and it's great for both angles here. Indiana's fighting for their their postseason life. Ohio State's fighting for that one seed that they're currently given by Lenardi at Bracketology. So buckle up! I can't wait to watch that one. But there's going to be um, there's a slew of good games going on. I, I I'm just going to touch on. I mean, I, Wake Forest, Florida State. Eh, 
right? No need, no need. K State, Oklahoma State, eh, right? Yeah. Citadel, Chattanooga. I know they're not a, but I know they're not you know real players in their conference, but I, I've been impressed with both teams this year. They both the SoCon is deep this year, man. I think that's a game in the SoCon. Uh, both teams with winning records, but uh, uh, we won't have a line there. But I think Chattanooga probably. I don't know. It depends. What, Citadel's been a good team for me if they get a, a big number. Yeah, I like the box to win, but uh, depending on what the line is, it could be a close game. Yeah, and then okay, here's where it gets crazy for us. UConn, I think Book Knight might be back for this one. They almost played the other <sighs> they, night. They keep on saying that. We'll see. Well, check us out. They play Xavier, who hasn't played a game in like seven years. I feel like, <laughs> dude, Xavier just played one game in the last thirty days, <laughs> and that was a win over Butler on the thirtieth of January. They were playing you know? great ball, dude. They were playing great ball at the beginning of the year too. Right, right. And for UConn, I mean, they've lost two straight now, you know, to uh Seton Hall and Providence. Uh, you know, but but UConn is is squarely on the bubble, according to Lenardi last four in. So they desperately need wins. Xavier with missing so many games, I don't even know what to think. They're an eight uh, seed currently though. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, geez. So this game is very important, you know, and this is the great thing about college basketball. Why you know when you get into mid February, late February, is that uh, these games, the meaning of them that just ratches it up. Cause you know, people are fighting for, to build their resume. Yeah. And, and I expect this game to go. I mean, a lot of these big East games, when you get to these teams, I feel like, look, I wouldn't be surprised if this is in double overtime. I feel like I say that every week. Um, I feel like you have to fade Xavier just cause they've hardly played, you yeah. know, um, that's at been least one I got thing that I've been one doing on the this 30th. year. I think I've been fairly successful fading teams coming off like multi-week you know, layoffs. At least they got that game in on the 30th though. Cause if not that they would have had like a six week. Yeah. yeah. But that's still two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, I'll see what that line is, but uh, this is the one we've been waiting for. And I, I spoke incorrectly yesterday. I said it was in, in Chicago. It's not, it's, it's in Iowa at the, at Drake stadium, Loyola at Drake 9am tip for me on the West. This is two teams with this, uh, with only one loss in conference. 17 and three Loyola 22nd in the nation. Drake 19 and one um, Drake's 19 and one. And they're on the bubble. That's just, I mean, we talked about this on that, on the other one they played. And even last year, dude, when Drake was, was kind of, this was a four point game a season ago. I expect this one. This is must watch TV for me. I'm watching this whole game. Yeah. I was doing a little bit more research into Drake and you know, they have yet to play a quad one game this year. So let me give you a little bit on their schedule. So they've only played one power five school and that was against Kansas state. Kansas state happens to be number 200 in Ken Palm, which mm. is the lowest power five school by a pretty wide margin. Um, so the other, you know, other four conferences, power five, uh, the lowest in the ACC is Miami at 125. The lowest in the pac 12 is Washington at 166. Uh, Vandy in the SEC at 130 and Nebraska at 128 in the Big Ten. So if you if you believe in Ken Palm, you know which I, I like Ken Palm. It's not the the end all be all. It's not the freaking Bible, but I like Ken Palm. That means that I mean Kansas State is really bad. Um, and if you look at the rest of the schedule, the you know the best team they've played is Indiana State, who is number 129 in Ken Palm. So Drake really has not played anybody yet. 
Well, I think that's why they're on the bubble right now and maybe on the wrong side of the bubble. But they're so. still 19 and one. <laughs> that's impressive as well. You know, that's the flip side of the story, but I think let's see how they do against Loyola. I'm thinking, especially almost on the road. Now I'm thinking I'm, I'm talking myself into taking Loyola and feeling pretty good about it. Okay. Especially look, if it's a low spread, let's say Loyola sweeps them. They play them Saturday and Sunday, right? 19 and three. They're going to beat Northern Iowa. Like they just did 20 and three. Uh, then they have two games against Evansville, two games against Bradley. I expect this team to be 24 and three at the, at the worst. And, and not, not, and no wins over a team in the, <laughs> in the, in the top hundred in Ken Palm. 24 and three. I know, man, but I don't I care because uh, I'm the Missouri be Valley. If I'm Drake at that point, I don't care because I know the Missouri Valley is a decent conference. Agreed, but I'm just saying that you know, a lot of people who were on this committee, they might not know that. They, they might be looking at numbers here. <laughs> I know, you know, Ken Palm has a, a pretty good reputation. If if they see that, that, they could be on the outside looking in if they don't win that conference tournament. Horseshit! But look at this 9 a.m. slate, dude. So you, uh, one TV is going to have Indiana, Ohio State. The other. Look, I like the Citadel Chattanooga. That's just not going to get any shine. You got Yukon Xavier, you got Loyola Drake, and then you got the rematch Oklahoma at West Virginia. Oklahoma beat West Virginia in Norman about a month ago. Now they go to Morgantown. All these are going to be on at the same time. This is a money game. And I think West Virginia gets revenge against Oklahoma. The good thing about the, for me, East coast time, the 12 and one o'clock is that you watch the first game. And then as soon as that ends, you turn on the second half of the game that starts, you know, an hour later. So it kind of works out pretty nicely, but I totally agree. WVU does not lose at home often, only two home losses on the season. Uh re- revenge game, uh WVU is hitting its stride big time. So I'm all on, I'm I'm on those Mountaineers definitely. Yes. Uh Auburn Kentucky, I know it, it's same time, it's on CBS. Uh 11 and 10 Auburn against 5 and 13 Kentucky. I mean, just a couple of years ago, these Auburn was in the final four and Kentucky was in like the I think sweet 16 or elite 8. What's going on? Uh but I I mean, I, is there any And value? now and now they're number 10 and number 11 in the SEC standing. So crazy. I don't think there's a reason to watch. Neither teams yeah. going to make the tournament. <laughs> uh I'll probably bet on Auburn though to, to get it done. Um Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? Let's go further down the line here. Um, Butler Georgetown, not really worth talking about, right? Mm, no, I, I now by Butler seven and 10, I don't think they have a chance at making the tournament this year. Georgetown definitely doesn't. I think there's an interesting one here back to the Mac bowling green. I have, I, I locked them up and lost in the past week. I, you can't listen to me. Fade Bowling Green. I am on Dude. the Bowling Green fade train. They they've lost six in a row. Something is wrong with that program. They have the talent, but uh, they were playing good in the early in the year. I watched them play. I was impressed. Well, the game I watched, they should have won the game, but they went zero for six from the free throw line down the stretch. Like the final two or three minutes of the game, they went zero for six. They had a lead with like a minute and thirty seconds left. That was that was requiring the other team to foul. I'm all over Toledo. I'm hoping for a spread like five or six, uh, and 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 if so, then I'm all over Toledo. Okay, okay. So you, you you've been high on the Rockets this year, and I, I year in year out, they're a good program. So I get it. Um, I'm on the fade train with with Bowling Green, man. Yeah, I mean they they can't hit free throws. I just I'm not going to bet them again. Uh, Tennessee at LSU. 
This is a uh, 11, 11 a.m. to for me a uh, two o'clock on uh, your time. This is this should be a good one because LSU somehow still in the NCAA tournament according to Joe Lenardi. Figure that one out for me, but uh, I actually think I'm going to go LSU here. Uh, I mean, what's interesting? It's a matchup between a team that can't score Tennessee versus a team that can't stop anybody from scoring in LSU. So yeah. something has to give. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I tend to lean LSU at home as well. Uh, it is a matchup for two teams currently tied for second in the SEC, so it is an important matchup. Yeah, definitely, man. And uh, then in the Big Twelve, you got TCU at Texas. Any chance that the uh, Horn Frogs have been a weird team? They have some decent wins on the on the resume. They they took down Oklahoma State, I think, twice. Uh, any chance? That the uh, Horn Frogs pull off the upset in uh, Austin. I feel like TCU has been playing better of late, and Texas is playing worse of late. I think Texas still wins, but if it is a somewhat large spread, I mean, you know, if you're seeing Texas at 13th in the country, you maybe you expect them to, uh, you know, beat TCU pretty easily. I don't know if that's going to happen, so I think I might take the points on this one. I think Texas wins, but if you're talking, uh, what you guess on the spread here? I'm guessing Texas will Eight? be. I was gonna say seven, but yeah, yeah. If if so, then I'm gonna go Horn Frogs to cover that. I think I might too. Um, in the CAA, which is very compelling to me right now, because Patty sees Dukes are a half game out of first. Northeastern is in first, and and, and James Madison has a better record than Northeastern, but because Northeastern's been hit by COVID, they've played such little games. They have a better win percentage. Um, because they played one more conference game. Uh, JMU hosts Hofstra, which was our preseason pick, I think, to uh, to win the CAA. Hofstra just one game out of this thing. Charleston just two games out of it. Delaware two and a half games out of it. Uh, welcome to life in the in the Colonial Athletic. Um, but this is a huge game. JMU hosting Hofstra. Hofstra's been the team of the past couple of years to win the CAA. Uh, so does JMU just buckle under the pressure here or do they get it done? I had money right on JMU earlier in the week. They came through. So uh, I'm going to go with our boys from the great state of Virginia, the Commonwealth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ride James Madison. I don't feel good about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to bet this game. Uh, but, uh, I, I guess I, I lean, uh, JMU. See, I lean Hofstra. I, I just, think, finally we differ. All yeah. right. I lean Hofstra here. So, uh, I mean, I just trust their, their, their program. I don't know how trust heavy of a lean is that for you. I got to see what that line will be, but I, I it's would, gonna, it's going to be small. I would give Hofstra two to three points. Like if it's Hofstra minus two, I'm on Hofstra. They're just going to come on down to uh Harrisonburg, Harrison, yeah. Harrisburg, Harrisonburg. What was it? Harrisonburg, Harrisonburg right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then grab that. Yeah, come on down and just beat JMU. You bet your ass. They are. <laughs> All right, uh, man. Let's see. <laughs> Boston College, Syracuse, uh, Syracuse. Uh, they, this is a big game for them. I feel like this is one they would lose. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you look at the bubble watch on ESPN, Syracuse isn't even mentioned. So you know they got work to do to even be in consideration. So uh, <laughs> they better win if they want any chances of sniffing postseason. Yeah. And in the same situation, PAC 12, Oregon last four in their 10 and four, they're currently on TV with an 11 point lead against Arizona state. Um, they travel tomorrow morning to play Arizona. That's how fast they got to make up games. Isn't that crazy? This, this is yeah. happening right now at seven o'clock on the, <laughs> on the West coast. 
and tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the West, they'll be playing. Well, uh, now they, they're both in Arizona, right? They're, they're both away games. Yes, but I'm saying is that okay. Still, so the good thing is that what it's like an hour drive. <laughs> I think it's like two hours. Yeah, something. Two like hours. That, okay. Yeah. So at least that's not too bad. But you're right; it's a quick turnaround. That's something to be concerned about. I mean, it's still the first half, so you got to figure at least this game goes till nine. Yeah. You, you get home, you go to sleep, you probably wake up what eight a.m. Maybe seven a.m. You take a bus. That's eh, not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah, these kids are twenty year olds. Come on, man. But Arizona, outside of the bubble, this is a huge game for them. Oregon last four in. If they get this win here, uh, even if they lose to Arizona, they still might be the last four in. Um, what do you th- What are you yeah. thinking there? Yeah, an important game here. Um, you know, I don't know. I feel like the the second game of like that Arizona trip is is always challenging. I think um, yeah, Arizona is a better team. But playing at, I'm sorry, Oregon is a better team. I was about to say, but, I was like, I think Oregon's the better <laughs> let team. Let me correct myself. Yeah. <laughs> Oregon is a better team, but I'm a little concerned about the second game on that swing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Arizona wins at home. Uh, I got to see what that line is, man. But yeah, I think it's a tough spot. Two, two games in essentially like 12 hours or something. But hey, don't be a pussy. Go out there, play the basketball games. Don't complain. Uh, Iowa at Michigan State. Any chance Sparty just came alive. They upset Penn state, knocked them. I mean, Penn state's still on the, on the outside, but Penn state was fighting to get in, uh, knock, knock them back a little bit. And now they host the Hawkeyes. You, you've, you've been fading Iowa. Are you going to fade them again? Yeah, I faded them earlier in the week though. And, they, and it, it seemed like they finally had enough and they, you know, smacked Rutgers around pretty good. Now, I don't know. Michigan state. I was the only one of us to, to take Michigan state. I think catching nine and a half at Iowa. And I covered that about, about 10 days ago. I uh, think you're also the only one to take them to cover at home against Penn state. And they didn't, they won. Yeah. But that, they, that was one free throw. It was point, one point. Right? Yeah. One point the bastards. Uh, so I don't know it, it, for that game. It, it really depends on the spread. You know, for the longest time, Iowa was pretty much favored by like eight to 10 in every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of changed there when they lost their four in a row. Um, I would assume Iowa gets the W, but if it's anywhere near like eight or 10 points, I might go Michigan state. If it's only like the four five, six range, maybe I still go Hawkeyes. Uh, I got to see that line. If, if it's, it's, if it's eight, seven, eight, I'm taking Spartans. Sparty. Mm. Uh Kansas mm. at Iowa State. Kansas just blew out Iowa State today. They play again tomorrow at noon. Any I think, <laughs> that's, that's I think you ride Kansas, right? <laughs> you right. I think Kansas rolls that too. Yeah. Uh here's one. Here's an interesting game that I think off the beaten path. I'm gonna take you to the Patriot League, where the second and third teams, we know Navy is winning this thing, but Colgate and Army are right there. I mean, Colgate's seven and one in the conference. Colgate last time there, last time that we we had a March Madness, Colgate took a very highly ranked Tennessee team to overtime as a two fifteen matchup. You remember that they lost in overtime, but they gave Tennessee all they could handle here. Colgate at Army. Army's been a lot better than uh, than I can ever recall. This is a ball game in the Patriots league. I buddy. like Colgate, man. We were talking about FCS football uh, yesterday and uh, I said the Col- Colgate is my team in that conference. So I'm going to ride with them in basketball too. I think with, I you think, you were on Colgate early this year too. I think, yeah. I think you were kind of ahead of uh, ahead of the curve on Colgate. And so um, there's still a high chance. I lock them up tomorrow. I don't know what the, yeah. that number is. So we'll find out. 
Uh, Georgia at Bama. Georgia was fighting to get in this thing. They just got blown out by, or no, they only they covered, but uh, they were getting blown at one point in that game. They're at Bama. Any chance the Bulldogs take down the Tide? I don't think I like the Bulldogs on the road here. I think Alabama, you know, had the loss against Missouri, close game against South Carolina. I think Alabama uh, reminds us how good they can be in this game and wins by double digits. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Wofford at the second and third teams in the SOCON Wofford at East Tennessee state. This is a ball game. Uh, East Tennessee state's dropped two in a row unexpectedly. So give me Wofford to, to, uh, to, to continue to have the Buccaneers go in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I'm on the terriers as well. I mean, you know, but they've lost two out of the last three, including uh, a 12 pointer to Chattanooga at home. You know, just on what yesterday, yeah, uh, Wednesday, depending on when you you know listen to this. But uh, I don't know, man. If 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 I'm getting points, if I'm getting a hold a, a home dog, I might go Buccaneers here. Uh, depends on the number. Depends on that number, but I think to win the game, give me give me Wofford. Uh, Duke, NC State, buddy. Uh, Duke still alive? No, they lost to Notre Dame. NC State still alive? No, they lost to Syracuse. Is this just a a wasted game in a in a in a fun rivalry? <sighs> Yeah, you know, I mean, if if Duke, if the if the name of Duke wasn't there, I, you know, uh, I don't think we'd be talking much about it. Um, it's not even that much of a rivalry either. You know, Duke yeah. Duke's rival is UNC. It's not NC State. Um, Maryland NC State, Maryland was more of a rival than NC State, right? Oh, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Maryland was especially because you know when Maryland was up, UNC was down. UNC was under Guthridge and Doherty and, and Maryland, they, they were by far the second best team. You could argue some years, the, the, the best team in the ACC. Um, so Maryland was definitely, I don't think Duke NC state has ever been a, a rivalry. You know yeah. um, I think NC state does well against Duke and they have done in you know, the last five years or so uh, because they value the game more so than Duke does. You know, they want to step up and beat Duke where I think Duke just really sees him as any other opponent, but but Duke just gave up 93 points in 40 minutes to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, that's you know by far and away Notre Dame's highest scoring output for the year. Uh, NC State struggling a little bit now too. I don't know what to expect here. Yeah, yeah. two average teams. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will. I I will say Duke is I think the third to last. Let me pull it up here so I don't speak incorrectly. Duke's ATS record is, is abysmal. Um, let me pull it up here. So out of however many teams there are in D one college basketball, I think like 130 Duke is fifth to last ATS three and 12 mm. ATS on the year. Mm. So if, if for some reason Duke's favored by five, six, seven points again, I don't know why, but they are pretty much every game. Then I'm on NC state. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll back you there. I know we, we haven't disagreed much, but there there's an opportunity perhaps down that right here in the sec. When the Razorbacks travel to Columbia, Missouri, I think Arkansas is going to get a decent number here. I think Missouri coming off of that bad loss at Ole Miss in that game that just reeked to high heaven. Uh, give me the Razorbacks to cover this. So I think Arkansas is a little bit better than what people, people think. I'll take the home team. I'll take Mizzou here. Um, yeah, depending on line depending on the spread, because I think it's a you know, very evenly matched team. So if you're getting a decent amount of points, then it might make sense to go with the dog. But I think Mizzou wins a game. Uh, there's only a half game of separation between these two schools in the sec standings. 
According to Lenardi, Mizzou, or I'm sorry, including, uh, according to the bubble watch, Mizzou is a should be in and Arkansas is a work left to do. So maybe Arkansas needs a game more. Maybe they're a little bit hungrier here, but I like Mizzou coming up a loss. I'm assuming it's Missouri minus five or six. What do you think? Four or five. Yeah. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go Mizzou. Give me, give me the Razorbacks to cover it. Mizzou might get the win though. Um, all right, let's move down the line. Well, Northwestern at Rutgers. Rutgers is going to respond and get that win after get losing that bad one to Iowa. So uh, I don't think we got to touch on much, that much. Much better team at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Uh, here's one for you. We got uh, Moorhead State at Belmont. Belmont's twenty and one. Belmont and Drake are the same team, but Moorhead State's been playing great ball all year. I know you, that's your boys. I was kind of ahead of the curve on Moorhead State here. If they're getting a big number here, I think I might go dog and go Moorhead State. It's tough though because Belmont's just been the class of the OVC for you know a, a handful of years here, and and, uh, and they have the potential to to just you know blow opponents out, you know blow you know in conference opponents out. So um, I don't know if Moorhead State's going to win, but I think they could cover. Dude, right now Belmont put, taking on Eastern Kentucky, who's third in the conference, up eighteen at halftime is Belmont. Yeah, that's the risk you take. So I'm not going to bet this, but uh, I'll pick Moorhead State to cover probably because it will be a large spread. Um, I, actually, I think Moorhead State should be playing right now too, right? I think that yeah, I, that might be the case too. There, they're winning by twelve uh, by two over Tennessee State at halftime currently. That's not good for business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were a seven and a half point favorite. That's early. You got you got yeah. a whole half of basketball, and Tennessee State's bad. So I, I need more head state because I did bet tonight. I need I need more head state to have a better second half and start putting some distance between them and Tennessee State. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, if if Tennessee State's hanging around, then you might make the argument for Belmont. But I've been riding Morehead State and Phil Sims this year, so uh, <laughs> I'll pick them to cover. Uh, not, never was a big Phil Sims guy here, but uh, I was more of a Hostetler guy. Um, I think you were too, actually, though. I was, yeah. 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 Phil Sims is kind of a pretty boy, uh, and so was his son, Chris Sims. Never yeah. yeah. a big fan. Of, I, yeah. The whole Sims family can <laughs> <laughs> uh, can take a long walk off a short pier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Villanova at Creighton, buddy. Uh, this is a huge one. This is a big one because Creighton's been in a weird team this year. Um, but Creighton's this is the top two teams in the Big East going head to head in Omaha. Creighton normally so good with that home crowd, but COVID took away their their home court. Does Nova just roll after just destroying Marquette? No, I don't think they have two blowout wins back to back. I think Creighton is solid um, right now. Creighton is three games back in the Big East standings. They still have two games left against Nova. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a close game. I might go with the points here because I think Villanova will be laying. I, you know, these some of these spreads are, are kind of hard to guess, but I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Nova's laying like seven or eight. Yeah, I would guess something similar there. Uh, I'm gonna take Creighton as well. Here's one I'm, I'm curious about: SEC, Ole Miss at South Carolina. Ole Miss has been red hot lately. This is a team that just beat Missouri by 21 points, number 10, a top 10 win right there. The, week, the game before that, they they beat Auburn by two in a wild game. The game before that, they beat Tennessee by two in, in a slugfest. 
And now they're taking on South Carolina. When you look at Ole Miss, they're sitting at 11 and eight. But when you really look at the remaining schedule, which I had up and I'm trying to, I don't know. My they got uh, after South Carolina, they got Mississippi state road trips at Mizzou at Vandy and then home versus Kentucky. I mean, they could win out dude. That, that is a favorable schedule. And all of a sudden you're thinking, do the rebels have a shot at the postseason? And that's probably why they're going to lose out South Carolina. That's the SEC this year with these mid mid tier. I mean, you make a good point and make a good argument for Ole Miss. You very well might be right. Uh, they should be favored. South Carolina has been tough at home. They've been so up and down. You never know what Gamecock yeah. is going to show up either. I, I don't know. So, something tells me take home dog here. I don't know. I got to see what that line is. But UNC at Virginia. Virginia's going to beat them. UNC uh, wasn't that pretty hilarious that UNC partied after Duke. And then they're one of their most winnable games on the schedule left was Miami. So they Miami flew all the way to, to Raleigh or Chapel Hill. And then uh, right before the tip, they were told they can't play because a bunch of North Carolina players were out partying. Um, you know, I mean, look, a- any chance I can talk shit about UNC, I'm, I'm going to take, but really come on. These kids are in college. They beat their rival. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not making fun of that. I'm making fun of the fact that they're one of their most winnable games wasn't played. My question is who was the asshole taking that video? Yeah. Was it a Duke fan? Did a, did a, a Duke fan put on a UNC shirt in disguise and, you know, <laughs> go into, go into some, some, some dorm room in Chapel Hill. Uh, you know, that's the, that's the big question. It, actually, it's probably some dumbass kid like, Oh, Hey, I was partying with, with Armando Baycott. You know, I'm going to post this on, on Instagram, look at me. And then somehow who, who, yeah, who, who somebody saw it and, and reported it, but come on, man, these are college kids. But Let them party. A little dude, bit. I mean, that was a huge, op- I, I get it. Let them party. But I'm saying that Virginia or that Miami win could really help them. Cause look, they're 12 and six. They're at Virginia. We would favor Virginia, I think. So that would probably say 12 and seven. Then they're home to Virginia tech. I would favor Virginia tech to win that one 12 and eight They're Then they're home to Louisville. I mean, do you feel confident saying that, 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 that could be 12 and nine and then they're at BC, which I think they'll get 13 and, and nine. And then they're home to Florida state 13 and 10 at Syracuse losable game. And then Duke, I mean, uh, uh, do you think they're in if they go 14 and 11? Uh, yeah, probably. Cause I think the committee is going to be desperate for some big name schools. And I told you Miami had the, the lowest Ken Palm rating in all of the ACC. So if anything, that's a game that really doesn't help you. If you win, it only hurts you. If you lose. No, I think, um, it, I think it could help you for having a winning record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a, it's a good point, but you know, this year that winning record might not be as important. So um, I think UNC is in right now. But they do have that that tough schedule that you laid out there, you know. So they do need to pick up some wins here, and in this these last uh, was it six games, mm-hmm. um, I, they need to go at least three and three. You know, four and two would help. Yeah, yeah, and and Duke will have a nice chance to play spoiler role end of the season there. That he, might make this shitty season all worthwhile. <laughs> hey, I'm liking this college basketball season. Uh, Guns- I mean, hey, so same here. I mean, but as a Duke fan, like that part of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, has been shitty, you. but this is this has been a very fun year. Gonzaga at San Francisco, the Dons. Do the Dons have any chance? They're probably going to be, dude. I've been I, I, I've been doing well, fading Gonzaga, getting like twenty points. 
uh, I don't know. I feel like you guys are especially Patty C has been going with the, the Zags and I'm like, dude, they're giving me Pepperdine and 25 points. I'll take Pepperdine, you know? So the, I, I expect the Dons to get like 20. I'm going to ride with the Dons. I don't know. I mean, San Francisco is pretty good. They only, they might only get like 15 or 17, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess Gonzaga hasn't been quite as dominant in conference play as some, some previous years. Um, they've had some close games of late that BYU game, that uh, Pacific game, I believe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I would, I would lean on taking the points here too. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess if you're a Gonzaga player right now, you're kind of going through the ho-hum conference schedule where you know, you're better than these teams it's kind of hard to get up and get, you know, amped to, to, you know, to really focus in. So uh, yeah, give me San Francisco. There we go. There we go. And I, I, sh- I want to highlight this Detroit plays at Cleveland state on Saturday as well. <laughs> Cleveland state has been one of my darlings on the back to back slate. If you, if you had to say like two or three teams that like under the radar teams that you've been on, uh, obviously Cleveland state's one of them. For me, I think like I've been on Moorhead State. I've been on Jacksonville State. Yeah. Um, Eastern Kentucky was, but then they got they knocked me off recently. <laughs> they knocked me off. Right. But early in the year, I would say Colgate also Navy. Na- yeah. Actually, yeah. To me, yeah, Na- you're on you're on Navy big time. Navy and Cleveland State have treated me great this year. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it goes to show you that you know sometimes there's a lot of value in in, in smaller schools that don't get the attention that the big schools do. Cause if you know, say you happen to watch a game or two, or, or maybe you're just following scores and you pick up on a team sometimes ride that team. And like I said, until the wheels fall off, uh, cause they might be undervalued, dude, you know, that there's a decent chance. I mean, I, how I found out about Cleveland state essentially is I watched them almost beat Ohio state at Ohio state. Right. 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 There's a decent chance that could be the one sixteen matchup. <laughs> well, uh, traditionally the committee doesn't like rematches. Oh man. So I would say the chances of them matching those two up are probably See, pretty, but slim. that's dumb because that makes it high stakes. And then you'd have Columbus against Cleveland. Come on. Right. Right. It's just dumb. Um, anyway, uh, Cleveland state, they're good on the back to back. Pay attention to this. Um, UCLA at Washington, any chance that Washington uh, UCLA will win. It'll probably be closer than because I think Washington actually gave him a game in Westwood earlier in the year. Um, St. Mary's Pepperdine. That's actually kind of intriguing to me. I feel like St. Mary's hasn't played in a while. Have they, uh, have they had a break here? I believe they've had some COVID issues. Yes. But yeah, I mean, two quality programs and it's, it's on the road. Um, the waves are at home. Let me pull up St. Mary's here. I feel like I haven't, I feel like they've been kind of off their radar last couple of weeks. So I am not incorrect. They haven't played since January 23rd, a win against San Francisco. Um, yeah, yeah. Their first game against Pepperdine got postponed. So it appears, so they had, they're going to play Pepperdine, uh, twice in the next, uh, nine days. Um, or next two weeks. Pepperdine so, is solid. Um, Pepperdine is solid. I think they're better than their record indicates. They they they're a game. They're a team that took UCLA to three overtimes. Really should have won that game. Couldn't make free throws down the stretch. Uh, but I like the dog. Give me the waves. Yeah, I'm on the waves too, man. Um, what else do we got on this beautiful Saturday? I say USC travels to Pullman, where Pullman Wazoo's been good at home under Kyle Smith. Any chance the uh I think that's one where we might I think that number might be like USC by nine or ten. I think we might go wazoo there. 
I think was, I would not be surprised to see a double digit spread there. And if so, you know, we've mentioned it a couple of times here, you know, this season that Pullman's a tough place to go into for these schools. So uh, yeah, I like taking the points there. Uh, Providence at DePaul. Providence with that big win against UConn, still alive here. This is on Fox Sports One. They're ten and ten, and they're on the bubble. Apparently, you know, watching that game, they're saying a lot of that. There's they're not that far out. They were just in like three games ago, but they lost two, and then they beat UConn. So I, they haven't updated this the, the bracketology since the UConn win. But if they great, they, they beat UConn and then DePaul. Are they back into the mix here? <laughs> they could be. I think they need to do more. But uh, Providence has been a, a weird team this year too. You know, just when you watch and play a good game, you're like, man, these, you know, Duke and Watson and Horchler and you know, they got some players. You know, and, and then they lay an egg the next couple of games. I think they beat the Paul. I think they they take care of business here. Uh, but yeah, they need to do more. Um, let's look at the rest the rest of their schedule here. If, if they're thinking of, of tournament here, uh, what they're currently 10 and 10 and even 500. Um, they need to pick up some W's and they definitely can't lose to DePaul. So as you would expect in the big East, you know, it's, it's a, a tough road to hoe. They got at DePaul at UConn home against Xavier at St. John's home against Villanova. Jeez. I think they need to at least come out of there with a winning record. Three and two would be nice. You know, they might even need more. They might need like four and one. Uh, maybe they got to win one in the biggest tournament. Who knows that it's going to make it real there. They live on that bubble for the past Always. 20 years. They live on that bubble. Um, right. I'm not going to talk UNLV boys. You think UNLV is a year or two away, Colorado at Cal. I think Colorado rolls. They look good tonight against uh, Stanford. Watch that game. Uh, Utah at Stanford. Stanford needs that one because Stanford last four in or no, I'm sorry, last eight in. So they were not the first four or the last four in They're The last eight in, but uh, they lost by 18 to Colorado tonight. So they got to take care of business against the Utah team. That's been playing a lot of a little bit better basketball. Uh, I think Utah only beat Cal by a point last night. Um, and you know, Stanford had, uh, I think they were fully healthy today for the first time in a while. Maybe it takes a while for those players to kind of get back into the mix. I, I like Stanford at home here. I think I, I like Stanford at home tonight and I was wrong there. Um, but especially coming off a loss, let me go Stanford there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. College experience is brought to you by better edge, better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. Since you're buying the positions from other sports betters, there is no house. You can play for money in 40 different States. Plus they'll be doing a weekly college basketball contest on Wednesday and Saturday. And yes, on Saturday, that contest entails you beating the database $10 to enter. And each user will start with a balance of a thousand edge coins. If you beat me, it doesn't matter if you finish in first, if you were just beating me, then you will get a share of the winnings. So come on and play against me. Uh, it, it's really great. Sign up at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP Sunday. We move into Sunday, buddy, to, to cap this thing off. I mean, buy your woman some flowers, you know, maybe some perfume, who knows what, and then, and tell her to, you know, yeah. go watch lifetime because I'm going to be on the other TV <laughs> watching college basketball. Uh, exactly. It's honey that Michigan, uh, I'd love to take you to brunch, but that Michigan Wisconsin games on. Uh, Plus, I'm really scared of COVID. We, yeah, you know, we could, we, I just, we could I, just, I just had a friend, man, and I'm I'm just joking. I don't have a friend that just caught it, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm just scared. You know, it's uh, it's 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 amped up. It's amped up over the past 48 hours. So give now, me- I've always done it right, and thankfully my wife, you know, uh, would agree with that. So like for Valentine's Day, we're gonna do lunch on Friday. Oh, well played. No, no crowds. You know, because the worst, last thing I want to do, this is the worst, is waiting in a restaurant for a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm over that shit. And then she so, can she can like, look at that table and say, well, they got her this, they got him, th- he got her this. Why didn't you get me that? You know, <laughs> opens up a Even whole before can of worms. COVID, yeah. I, you know, I I made the argument, why fight the crowds? Let's go the night before the dinner. There you That's go. the play. There you go. So Michigan, Wisconsin, who you? Taking? All right. So uh, what's what's uh, who's next on Love Line? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Michigan at Wisconsin, dude, Wisconsin is, is uh, come on. This is a perfect spot for Wisconsin five returning starter. I mean, f- they start five seniors, uh, Michigan coming out of COVID. They're going to Madison. Give me the Badgers to take down the Wolverines revenge game too. uh, Michigan won by 23 in Ann Arbor, which seems like a, a season ago. Uh, I, I think it was in early January or late December. I, I think early January, but um, yeah, I like Wisconsin. I said, fade the teams coming off, you know, big breaks, uh, uh, you know, experienced team at home. I like Wisconsin here too. Yeah. So very, very curious as to where the spread will be. Cause I mean, how, <laughs> if you're Vegas, like, yeah, how do you, judge? Where, do you where do you put the line on a team that hasn't played in three weeks? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I I'm guessing Michigan's going to be favored by five or six. Yeah. Maybe four. Four or five. I don't know. I I, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. But I do like I do like Wisconsin here. I agree. And also the look after that. I mean, this is a good slate of games too. You got Hofstra, James Madison, Part Two. Uh, you got uh, Marquette and Seton Hall. I mean, Marquette. Are we are we waving the white flag on them? They're they're done, right? They're they're nine and eleven. But I still think they got life. I still I still think they got some life. If Providence has life at ten and ten, why doesn't Marquette at nine and eleven? five and nine in the big East. That's tough, man. Uh, I, I'm going to go Seton hall here. Uh, but you know, is Seton hall like head and shoulders better than Marquette. I'd say no, but hear, hear me out here. If Marquette is nine and 11 and they get this win here. Now I think Seton hall is the better team. I'm with you. They'd be 10 and, and 11. And then they're at Butler in a winnable game, 11 and 11. Then they're at UConn, which yeah, I'd probably favor UConn. But after that, just at DePaul and then home to Xavier, they could end up with a winning record going into the big the the Big East tournament. Uh, Right now in the Big East standings, the only people below Marquette are Georgetown and DePaul. Uh, You know, I don't I don't see it happening. I still think this is a big game for them. This is like this is to me their final. Like if you lose, I guess it's their last hurrah. Yeah, so I think it makes it compelling. Gonna be watching this one, but at the same time, Loyola Drake part two. Uh, that's gonna be fun to watch. And then, uh, how about this one? Wichita State still alive to win that uh, conference at SMU. That's a ball game. I think I like the Shockers there. I, I, you know, I was on the Shockers earlier, and they were treating me right. They they've been stumbling down the stretch here a little bit, um, as has SMU. Um, I'm gonna. Oh, it's a tight game, man. I'm gonna ride the Mustangs, man. I think the I think Wichita has been overachieving all year, but considering how many players transferred out because of that Greg Marshall situation, they've had a great. They've been a great story considering that happened. But the Mustangs, well, 
Well, you might you might be onto something because ECU was riding hot there after the big upset and then uh, then playing Memphis kind of close and then you know SMU just put it on at ECU in Greenville by fifteen uh, and the game before that they beat Tulsa so um, you, you know what I might go with the home team here too I might go with the Mustangs as well changing horses midstream Pitt at Georgia Tech in the ACC that's a ball game that is a ball game right there. So many of these conferences, the mid-tier opponents, it's like throwing darts, man. You yeah. tell me. I mean, I guess I'm gonna go Georgia Tech there. Yeah. You also got Miami, Notre Dame. Miami, I think, playing a little bit better ball. Notre Dame's been hot lately. Who are you taking in that one? I would tend to go fighting Irish, especially at home. I think Miami's gonna get it done. I just need to disagree with you at some point here. Right? <laughs> Dude, that's how I mean that could definitely happen. Yeah. Cert certainly. That could definitely happen. Who knows? Uh, Colgate at Army Part Two. I'm, I'm signed on Minnesota at Maryland. That's a ball game. Speaking of last hurrahs, that this might be Maryland's. Well, Minnesota's been awful on the road this year, so lock up Maryland. <laughs> Especially, you know, Minnesota getting the W tonight against Purdue. Um, I think I'm with you there, Terrapins. I, I, I'm just gonna pull this up. I don't think Minnesota's won a road game, and if it, if so, it was that Nebraska? No, that was postponed. I don't think they've won a road game in conference at all. It shouldn't matter this year, right? You know what is yeah. that? Is that it, that has to come down to coaching, I suppose. Yeah, and they get their ass kicked. It's not only they lose. I mean, they lost by what? Uh, they lost by twenty-seven at Illinois. They lost by what? Twelve at Wisconsin. Seventeen uh, at no, I'm sorry, not that. That was at home. Uh, they lost by twenty-five at Michigan. They lost by fifteen at Iowa. They lost by 19 at Purdue. I mean, they, they just get their ass whooped every time they go on the road. So you're give, right. Give me they the have Terps. not won a road game all year. <laughs> give me the Terps to get it done. And guess what? Yeah, they the, got Indiana after that at Indiana. And the great thing is, is that, you know, Minnesota might be favored. It's going to be a small line, but um, I think you're onto something. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Let's go Maryland on that. Uh, and then Oregon State. Let me pull up. Hang on. Let me pull up Minnesota um, and uh, ATS, especially on the road. Let's see here. As they, they gotta be, they gotta be winless. They gotta be winless because they, those are uh, dude, all huge. One one and five ATS on the road. They must have covered that Wisconsin that that eleven point loss. <laughs> uh, that had to be eleven oh. and a half. Then it couldn't have been too much higher than that. Dude, that's why you listen to the college experience for deep dives like that. There I'm on go. Maryland as well. Lock it up. And then the, the, the final game of the night really uh, is Oregon state, Arizona state. I don't think it matters too much, but Oregon state still, I mean, they laid an egg in Boulder. They are playing. At last I saw, they were actually playing Arizona tough. Oh, they lost. They lost by nine to Arizona. So now this game's pretty much useless, but uh, who are you taking that? I don't like Arizona state at all. Um, you know, this year is probably a pass, but pretty soon you might have to start talking about Bobby Hurley and if he has a hot seat there. So uh, give me the beavers. I agree. I agree. Give me the beavers to cover that. And that concludes the weekend. All right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We're available on all platforms. You can listen to podcast at. So please do that. Check out our FCS preview. I just did a solo episode with uh, uh, an FCS writer. I think you'll dig. Um, a guy has been covering the sport for, for, I think what I, I want to say nine years now, I believe. 
Sam Herder came on. Check out that episode. And also Patty C NC Nick and myself did one for FCS football. Football is here to stay guys. And also obviously March madness right around the corner, the greatest postseason in all the sports. So make sure you subscribe. We've been handicapping every single game for division one football and basketball for over four years, been over 500 each and every season as a collective, but also independently. And we've also been uh, over 500 way over 500 on our locks. So make sure you check that out free. I mean, it's free fucking money Four years now way over where it's a source of income at this point. It's a source of income. We've never treated you wrong. Get over there, follow our picks and you're going to make money every single year. So uh, check out the spreadsheet sports We don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm going to try to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. Come on. I mean, we give you this content. We give you all this stuff. Nick's talking about Minnesota on the road. We give you those nuggets. Get over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us. We'd really appreciate it. Sponsors have told us that's a big deal. So if you want to hear more episodes, that's the key. Unlock that fucking door guys. Unlock it. If you do leave a review, take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on, uh, on Twitter. And I will get you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? How about that? And, uh, Hey, at the Colby D on Twitter, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. Also give our, our third, our third man in the group here, not here tonight. Patty C he's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one, give him a follow as well. Big JMU Duke fan. We got a lot of opportunity to talk shit to him as the Dukes kick off their season in about uh, eight days, I believe. So also give the sports gambling podcast a follow on, on Twitter at DSGP network. All right. And check out the Slack, the Slack uh, channel sports gambling podcast a lot. That's the best way to get up to date gambling advice, Slack channel sports gambling podcast. You got to do it. You want to know about some fucking badminton game in Japan going on. That's the best way you want to learn, learn about the, Loyola Maryland's backup point guard is, 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 is coming on lately. That's the best way to do it. Get over there. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. All right. This is the college experience college basketball weekend preview. March is coming Saturday morning. I will see you in the locker room app. Download that app. And uh, I'll answer your calls, whatever questions, whatever games you want. 11 a.m. on the East 9 a.m. I'm sorry. 8 a.m. on the West. Can't even do math. All right, we're out of here. You better start thinking about yours. And we out. I want to fling. Whoa, marriage takes work. No, I want to fling into spring at Total Wine. Tequilas and fruit-flavored vodkas, chardonnays, rosés, pinots. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.